0: Welcome back to turf show times, the instant reaction show where myself, Kenneth Arthur and Blaine, the fiasco didasco get together right after every LA Rams game. And so far Blaine, we are three for three only talking about wins this year. I hope that's okay with the rest of the league, but by the way, Blaine, you know, we got a special report today. Because, you know, you are at the game. You experienced Buccaneers at the Rams, at SoFi Stadium. Uh, How was the crowd today? Because it sounded as though it was good. It
1: was good. It was good. It was was electric. And I tell you what, man, it was one for Rams fans. It was a game for football fans and a little bit for Bucks fans until the Rams got the edge. But uh, there was a lot of everything but the energy was electric, especially as the game went on and the Rams started to take control.
0: Yeah, well, how can you uh, describe, since we're, you know, the Rams win 34 to 24, uh, how uh, would you describe the first quarter uh, atmosphere, really, like those, that beginning of that game when, you know, there's a lot of anticipation, everything's in doubt, we don't know who's going to get the upper hand, uh, mm-hmm. In the first quarter, there was no scoring. So what mm-hmm. what what were what was the atmosphere like?
1: Yeah, first quarter was tense. First quarter was tense. And I think the first quarter was probably reflective of what most of us were expecting out of this game. In um, that low-scoring game, both defenses were dominating. It was really about a game of inches, who's going to make the first mistake, Maybe who's gonna make the first turnover? Uh, even though there was no turnovers, so uh, the first quarter was, I think, the game to be expected. Uh, but after that, then it, it, you know, then it changed and it turned and, and it was, you know, for the better for the Rams fans. But the first quarter, it, it was tense and um, uh, it was solid gameplay by both sides. You know, both both teams were going for the quick game, the quick and e- both offenses going yeah. for the quick and easy game. Both defenses playing tough, a couple of three and out. So first quarter was, was tense.
0: It was another great performance by Matthew Stafford. He finishes the game 27 of 38 for 343 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. He was only mm-hmm. sacked one time going mm-hmm. up against the championship defense of the Buccaneers with a lot of mm-hmm. big names out there pass rushers you know we could we could start there with the pass rush uh what were your thoughts on the Rams offensive line because it seems as though Stafford and McVay had a lot of options available to them today
1: offensive line for the Rams again man they're they're holding up you know compared to you know what we kind of anticipated in that a little bit of uh you know a little bit of a question mark to start the season uh but they're they're holding up Stafford has enough time to go through his reads, and as you get, in as we saw, even give enough time for receivers to get downfield. So it's not all we're not limited to the short game as far as what our protection is allowing us. Uh, so really nice, and um, so far so good. And you're right that this is this was the good look against one of the best defenses, pass rushes in the mm-hmm. league. So I think they did their part. Offensive line did a great job.
0: Stafford couldn't uh, be where he is without the supporting cast. That was the whole point, the whole problem in Detroit, right? It was that uh, he needed a better supporting cast. And so if Stafford didn't succeed more so with the Rams than he had with the Lions, and by the way, cool. you know, the Rams are 3-0. and That doesn't happen uh, very often. Not only mm-hmm. the Rams 3-0, and Stafford has nine touchdowns. Blaine, do you know the last time the Rams were 3-0 and with a quarterback who had nine touchdown passes?
1: Uh, no, what was that?
0: Kurt Warner, 1999. So, All right. you know, this is, there are a lot of, uh, ways that I can compare Matthew Stafford and Kurt Warner in 1999 right now, ways that would even be favorable to Matthew Stafford. Although I will say Kurt Warner in 99, totally different mm-hmm. era of football. He changed the game of football as did the mm-hmm. rest of those Rams, but, mm-hmm. um, Stafford's up there right now he's got four touchdowns no interceptions he couldn't have done it without supporting cast we talk about the offensive line me and you have talked a lot about uh, Deshaun Jackson and Van Jefferson uh, but today's game it was Deshaun Jackson three catches for 120 yards a touchdown had a 75 yard touchdown Uh, you were there was witnessed it for yourself with the whole field view well how would you describe the what you saw out of Deshaun Jackson today.
1: Well, talk about talk about getting him involved huh? as far as, uh, you know, uh, where the, the missing piece in the first two games uh, and then uh, getting him involved, not only as a matter of uh, uh, offensive snaps and getting him on the field, but uh, he had that, that one big hit that kind of, you know, was the, 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 the game changer at the beginning of the second half. But also we saw two misses deep from uh, Deshaun Jackson right off the bat. One, you could say was tough. I mean, maybe uh, a underthrow a little bit by Stafford. The second one Stafford takes a hit as he's getting the ball off. But what you did see in the first half was Deshaun Jackson getting behind the defense and threatening until finally we hit in the beginning of the second half and capitalize on, on, on that deep threat.
0: Yeah. And one thing that Matthew Stafford has capitalized on week in and week out is the presence of Cooper cup. He has 12 targets today out of 38 pass attempts. That's also, that's almost a third. Uh, He went into the game with something like 40% of the target share. So Cooper cup is Matthew Stafford's favorite player. Uh, There hasn't been any dispute in that. Uh, And Cooper cup keeps coming through. So there's no reason for him not to do that. Nine catches for 96 yards, two more touchdowns. Cooper cup has five touchdowns in the first three games anytime I see a player put up numbers like that uh, and the same goes for Stafford um, I do now after seeing it happen over and over again you have to caution it to be like yes this pace won't continue it will have to take out so at some point there will be a string of games where cup has no touchdowns or whatever and that's fine right but uh, he's just on top of it today. What did you see from Cooper Cup? He's
1: the, he's the, you know, he's the centerpiece of that receiving core. Um, we, we saw Stafford spread the ball around pretty good. I mean, Higby was another big part of the, seems like the offensive game plan today. So I was really happy to see how they got Higby involved today. But at the same time, while we're targeting Higby, targeting Deshaun Jackson, Woods got his share. Uh, it kind of goes through Cooper Cup. You know, the threat of Cooper Cup working the, working the slot, working the middle of the field, opens everything up. But at the same time, he's getting his, he's still are probably our most reliable target on third down and our most threatening, uh, you know, uh, run after catch weapon. So, I, you know, I got to say, if it's not touchdowns, we're going to see Cooper Cup be a consistent part of this offensive attack.
0: Um, the only thing that's really been consistent so far about the usage of Robert Woods has been that there hasn't been a lot of usage of Robert Woods. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have a fear of, uh, Robert Woods sort of disappearing in a Matthew Stafford led offense because Mm -hmm. the Rams, I I did, you know, re up Robert Woods. You think that there was. Uh, there's always been a plan to get him more involved. He did have nine targets last week against the Colts, but he only had 64 yards today. He had six targets, but he only had three catches for 33 yards. Um, any way that you think if the Rams are doing this well right now, do do they still need to concern themselves with how to get Robert Woods involved? Or is this uh, an acceptable game plan?
1: Well, for this year, for the short term, I would say that you know one of the special things that you hear McVeigh talk about Cup and Woods is their team mentality. I'm pretty convinced that Woods and Cup, at this point, at least for the season, are prioritizing, you know, championship Super Bowl season. So you got two really good, solid team team players there. Uh, so at least for this season, uh, it's gonna be spread the ball around, do what we gotta do. But you also see Woods lining up in the backfield, like we saw Cup lining up in the backfield. They're handing the ball off to Robert Woods. So, uh, I think it's going to still be a concerted effort to make sure that he's still a threat to get the ball one way or another, but he's, he's, he's going to contribute uh, in, in his, in the way of his, uh, his blocking contribution, um, uh, you know, drawing the defense, just being a threat. Um, but yeah, I, I, I gotta say that, uh, we got a lot of weapons. So to say, you know, that, uh, if, you know, if we see woods fall off track for a thousand yard season, um, I wouldn't be surprised, but at the same time, uh, this well-rounded receiving core is, is kind of what you need and kind of what might take us over the hump.
0: Yeah, and this is still a team where Stafford spread around uh, targets to six different players: Deshaun Jackson, Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, Tyler Higby, Robert Woods, Sony Michelle. Oh. And really, he spread it out evenly to everybody except for Cup. And we don't even get involved with uh, Tutu Atwell or Jacob Harris or, uh, you know, Ben Skournick or whatever. At this point, none of those guys would be involved in the offense. But even the fact that past the guys who are getting targets and not getting targets, there's still more interesting players who aren't even getting targets. So the depth depth there is uh, pretty impressive for the Rams, although Today we did see Tyler Higby get injured for a, a short uh, amount of time, and uh, you know that is not an area of depth for the Rams. Bryson Hopkins was inactive; another healthy scratch for Bryson Hopkins, not looking super good uh, there. Optimistically, uh, but the the Rams defense, I'm, you know, it's kind of a, an interesting uh, place to be in right now in this time of football because. You would say that the Rams had a good defensive performance, I think. Except at the end of the day, they they also had a quarterback, Tom Brady, goes forty-one of fifty-five for four hundred and thirty-two yards and a touchdown. But despite those numbers, uh, Blaine, it, it it seems like the Rams uh, did a did a fine job against Tom Brady. What do you think?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, no touchdowns. So, but you're right that um, one touchdown. Uh, well, there
0: was one, oh, touchdown. one. yeah,
1: yeah, one touchdown. But uh, in the sort of garbage time, you're right. But um, otherwise, you're right. It's, it's the Ben Ben don't break uh, defense that's that we've been seeing over the three games. That's uh, you know gonna be. We've been playing tough games, like I said, the you know playoff team for the first three games. So, um, uh, but uh, if we can make these red zone stops if we can give up yardage, but not touchdowns, then, you know, that's going to be, that's going to be enough, especially with this defense. I mean, I'm sorry, especially with this offense scoring and moving the ball the way that we are.
0: Yeah. It um, does feel to me like, even though it seems so obvious, I I do think that it is a big statement. You know, the, the fact that the Rams, I went into the season thinking that the Rams were were the best team in the NFC. I've thought that since the trade for Matthew Stafford, I've picked them to go to the Super Bowl. I've thought Rams, you know, until somebody else answers the Stafford move, I'm going to pick the Rams. I know the bucks were bringing everybody back and all that, but teams don't tend to repeat. I think that the bucks uh, do uh, up until today did look like, you know, uh, a great team. Although, you know, they also have allowed high scores now for all of their games. Um, so they, they, I don't know if the bucks feel that they have a championship defense right now, or if Tampa mm-hmm. Bay fans feel that way, and, but after three games, and I know that the Rams, you know, it's easy to say right after beating the bucks, I feel like how can you not say that this isn't the best team in the NFL right now? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that doesn't necessarily matter in uh, January, but right mm-hmm. now, Blaine, I, I think the Rams are the best team in the NFL.
1: Well, today was a good test, right? I mean, uh, so many rankings had the Rams uh, and the Bucks at least top five. A lot of them had the Bucks and the Rams one and two. So uh, in a lot of people's eyes, this was the matchup between one and two. And the Rams, you know, had control most of the game and came out clearly on top. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'd say at the moment, the Rams, uh, I would certainly rank as the top team in the NFL. I'll tell you what is interesting is that next week we we uh, invite mm-hmm. the Cardinals who are also 3-0 after winning today. So I'm yeah. sure they'll be chirping a little bit about, you know, about who's, who's what. But at the moment, we, we beat the champs and today was a good test.
0: I'm so curious, uh, you brought it up. I'm so curious to see what Kyler Murray will mm-hmm. do in the game and what he'll do this season. Um, so that for that reason... I, I can't confidently say that the Rams will beat the Bucks just because I'm so curious to see Kyler Murray, but mm-hmm. outside of that Kyler Murray thing. Okay. Yeah. I would have no problem being like, Oh, that team is three and Oh, and they're coming to the, uh, they're coming to SoFi. They're done. They're mm-hmm. finished. They're out. Mm-hmm. They're finito. Like to mm-hmm. me, like anybody that comes in right now is finito. Mm-hmm. So then and yet Kyler Murray very interesting the other three and0 teams by the way are the Broncos the Panthers and the Raiders hmm. So hmm. no other teams uh, so right now the Rams uh, there's no other 3 and0 team other right. than the Cardinals that is even close to them in talent I think mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah you're right that the, you know the, the Packers are, are not three and0 uh, neither are the Saints uh, so you're right uh, it's kind of uh, you know good good for the Broncos and the Raiders uh, but yeah the NFC West, it's still the toughest, this, toughest division in the league, and all four teams are gonna think that uh, that they that they got they got the, the edge and are gonna you know are gonna win this thing. And but the Cardinals got off uh, got some good momentum right now, so I think uh, through the week you'll hear some talk about the Cardinals wanting to take a shot at the Rams and kind of do to the Rams what the Rams did to the Bucks today. But uh, you know, given how the Rams look, that's gonna be a tall task.
0: Uh, Looking at some uh, winners on the defensive side of the ball, Uh, Kenny Young had 10 tackles, Mm -hmm. three tackles for a loss. He had a sack. Um, He was all over the field, maybe feeling a little bit angry over the uh, flag he received and the ejection he received last week, perhaps. What did you uh, see from Kenny Young?
1: Yeah, I I agree that um, you know first of all he stayed out of trouble, you know no penalties uh, of that type. But uh, yeah, he was he was pretty solid. I mean the defense all together uh, played a pretty solid game. You know nothing, no, no no big explosive plays. Uh, again, we held we had control of them um, for most of the game. A lot of a lot of three and outs. Um, but uh, Kenny Young and the linebacking crew all together, uh, Justin Hollins, uh, even uh, Terrell Lewis showing up uh, in the right spots at the right time to contribute.
0: By the way, I'm just noticing now that uh, Ben Skournick had two tackles today. Uh, I, I mean, if he had two tackles on special teams, that's pretty good day. Pretty good NFL debut uh, for Ben yeah. Skournick. Um, speaking of new guys that were supposed to play more, Justin Hollins, uh, had an early tackle for a loss, then he left the game. Um, and I know that there hasn't been an update on uh, Justin Hollins at this point. So that's one of the things to uh, take into consideration is whether or not anything uh, negative happened to Justin Hollins. Um, Leonard Floyd and Aaron Donald each had a sack as well. Uh, so okay. sacking Tom Brady three times, not easy to do. Uh, if if people had to call out, you know, winners and losers, um, I know that at least in the Turf Show Times comment section, there were a lot of uh concerns about Taylor Rapp as the safety in coverage. Of course, going against the bucks, you've got some of the best receivers in the NFL. Tampa Bay didn't have Antonio Brown today, but um any thoughts on the coverage, the safeties uh in coverage, anything in terms of being any concerns there moving forward?
1: Yeah, I would say both sides. I mean, I would say that uh, we did a good job, kind of keeping everything in front of us. So the the completions that we were giving up, you know, were in front of us, not behind us. Uh, but yeah, if I had to call out one defender in the defense or secondary that probably struggled the most, it would be it would be Taylor Rapp. Uh, you know, a step behind this guy in coverage. Um, but also there was a, there was one play, a, a post up the middle where uh he made the the touchdown saving tackle so you know I think that one sort of the almost big play that they had um Jordan Fuller got sucked up got sucked up to the intermediate uh, area and uh and uh, Taylor Rapp made the touchdown saving tackle mm. but uh, so I'd say both sides for Taylor Rapp I, I gotta say that yes if there was a guy that was a step behind his man the most it would be Taylor Rapp but you gotta give him credit for saving a big play
0: Good uh, call out. Good call out there from uh, Blaine the Fiasco, Taylor Rapp fan, Digasco, coming through with a shout out for that touchdown saving tackle. Um, We've given a lot of guff, you know, speaking of giving guff uh the rams fans have given a lot of guff and uh to the special teams so we have to give them a mm-hmm. round of applause matt gay mm-hmm. two of two on field goals and four of four mm-hmm. on extra points johnny hecker had three punts they all went inside the 20 at least mm-hmm. um and tutu outwell welcome to the nfl nine yard punt return um what were your thoughts on the special teams
1: yeah, I mean, when we saw Tutu, the rookie, I mean, main thing is just the way that this game was going. You had a feeling it was going to come down to, like I said, the, the turnover or the muffed play. So as a rookie, especially, you know, don't don't drop it. Don't give it away. Um, and uh, in the Rams history, since we've been back in L.A., you know, we've seen we've had some trouble with that. So the first thing you got to do is secure the football. And Tutu did his part on that note. So. Uh, so, yeah. So kudos to the defense. I mean, to the special teams for that compared to the blunder that we had last week. None of that. Um, Instead we're pegging them inside the 20 with our punts. So good day for the special teams.
0: Uh, Let's end on this. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot. Blaine, give me three things you want to see from the Rams next week against the Cardinals. You know, we've seen um, there are, you know, a lot of uh, stuff where it's, we, we want to maybe see a, a, a breakout game or, or a player to continue to be on a hot streak or a player to be put in a position to start or anything like that, or just maybe a Rams win. What would you like to say? Well, go bigger than a Rams win, but three things you want to see against the Cardinals next Sunday.
1: Sure. Uh, number one is uh, contain Kyler Murray. You know, we've done a good job uh, with these mobile quarterbacks, uh, in the past, last couple of years. So continue to see that, contain Kyler Murray. Let's see, you know, um, and second, uh, some turnovers. We didn't get any today. Uh, so if we can, uh, we, you know, we, we want to be averaging one or two turnovers uh, uh, a game, uh, get back to where we were last year uh, to, to be reliable, reliably getting the ball back for the offense. Uh, that would be number two. Uh, and I think number three, like you said, let's start to see uh, maybe Van Jefferson Robert Woods, let's establish Mm -hmm. a couple more offensive weapons. Um, If not, you know, Sony Michelle, but let's start to establish uh, some more weapons moving forward in the next game. That's what that's what I look forward to
0: yep huge matchup next week uh 3-0 versus 3-0 and the 49ers are 2-0 they'll be playing right now as we speak against the packers so we'll see what their result is the seahawks fall to one and two with a loss of the vikings so seattle may may be surprisingly slipping away early on in the year uh, but the rams three and zero, and doing so in fashion against the a team that hadn't lost in 10 straight games, a team that hadn't fallen this far behind in uh, their last eight games in any game. Um, so it's, uh, a very convincing win at home against Tom Brady and a lot of guys that have a Super Bowl ring so the Rams would like to take those away from them Sony Michelle 20 carries for 67 yards we didn't even talk about Sony Michelle but mm-hmm. uh, uh, he he picked up his yards per carry average with a 15 yard run in late mm-hmm. in the game. Um, but there wasn't a ton of room to run against the bucks who have the number one run defense. So not that crazy. The good news is Tony Michelle had some huge pass blocks. Um, he really seems to be doing hanging on himself well back there. And I don't think that, I think that today's performance is enough to convince Sean that he doesn't need to rush Daryl Henderson back. What do you think? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, he was serviceable. Um, you know, people are talking about he's got to contribute and hold his, uh, hold his own and, in the rush game but also his pass protection um, and so like we talked about earlier the pass protection held up so you're right I think that uh, the reason why we brought him in the veteran running back is to is to handle all these uh, a basic run attack if not an explosive one and then do his part in the pass blocking schemes so uh, I think uh, Sony Michelle proved his worth to that degree in, in today's game.
0: Absolutely. All right. That's it for the instant reaction show here for turf show times, uh, subscribe to us on, uh, iTunes or, uh, Spotify. I believe we're on Spotify. So you got Spotify, go find the turf show times podcast, uh, subscribe to us, uh, anywhere you can, or just listen to it right here on TurfShowTimes.com. Uh, check out all the post game, pre game, during game review, all that kind of stuff, stuff at turf show times. This is it. For the episode, come back. Uh, Thanks again to Blaine Didasco. Check out his posts over on TurfShowTimes.com as well as myself. And we'll be back next week with an instant reaction to whatever happens against the Cardinals.